You are listening to the Sunday Sauce Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Episode 57 of the Sunday Sauce Podcast. We are a day away from the summer solstice, Mr. Coffee, and it'll be officially oh. the summer and the longest day of the year. I didn't know we were a science podcast now. Yeah, you know, figured I'd toss in a little, a little bit of the smarts I may have in my brain from back in the, uh, the old, what was that, earth science days? Yeah, I mean, it's already fallen summer pretty much. It's been really hot in Boston. Yeah. And I was lucky enough to spend time in San Diego. That was lit. Yes, tell us a little more about uh, Cali Coffee. Love to hear it. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's different out there. It's like a different planet. It looks different. People are different out there. Um, well, I okay, so, in, so obviously the, the, looks are, the looks are, like, it looks different, right? There's, there's beaches and palms and shit. But when you say that people are different, like, what is it? Now, in your own experience from seeing California people, like what is the difference of them compared to like an East Coast fella? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think I, I didn't see any like stereotypical. Like, I think I think LA is its own thing. I feel like even California doesn't want to even claim LA people because they act all fake. I feel like for the most part, but no, we like just like walking around in San Diego. Like we were just we got to the city early one night for dinner. Just like walk around and just like literally walk around the city and see what it was like. And some guy must must have overheard us. And we were just walk, like, oh, you want to go left or right down the street? And this guy was like, oh, you lost? We're like, no, we're just kind of wandering, just looking around. He's like, oh, yeah. And then we started, we, we started like walking kind of like the same way that he was. And he was like, yeah, if you want to, if you guys want a good place to get drinks or dinner, or dinner tonight, he's like, yeah, go to this place, tell them that coach sent you. Uh, they'll, 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 they'll all treat you good. Yeah, tell him I sent you. This guy literally we met him like five seconds ago. He's telling us to like name drop him at a restaurant. And then we got lunch the day, uh, the day after that. And same thing, I asked, I asked the waitress at the restaurant. I'm like, hey, I need to get spots. Like, you know, I go out after dinner, that kind of thing. And she wrote down like 20 restaurants. Like, oh, go here. Tell him I sent you. Ask for this guy. Like, they're just different. I feel like, I don't know. I'm like, that's awesome. When I, when I go out here, it's just, everyone's just like, all right, what do you want? Here's your shit we're done right. like, east coast is just like all right bang 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 like we're done yeah we're going any further than this but i feel like it's i don't know i think out west i think, I think they, that, that goes more even through like the midwest i think just the more you leave the east coast i think the nicer everyone gets to the most part yeah and i don't blame them because in san diego you literally wake up and it's 70 and you go to bed and it's 70 and it does not fluctuate a degree the whole day it's just perfect out every single day of the year so i'd That's be very lovely. happy too yeah, so right. All that might have reason to be happy. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's Whereas more I can go out in Boston, it's 95 one day, and then I wake up and it's 12 and it's snowing. <laughs> Mood swings. The bipolar, bipolar yeah. weather causes bipolar people. I think it's a northeast thing in general. Just uh yeah, not as um like it's almost like the San Diego people wanted to they wanted you to have a good time. Like they wanted you to want to oh yeah go do all this cool shit. So you'd realize how awesome it is in San Diego. Bro, if a stranger in Boston, like first of all, they would first of all they wouldn't they wouldn't even ask you if you were lost. They'd be like, "Oh, sucks, right. sucks, loser." They just walk <laughs> around you. <laughs> it's like, dude, if you ask a stranger in Boston, "Hey, where should I go?" They'd be like, they'd be like "Fuck off." <laughs> <laughs> you hit up a uh, Padres Cubbies game. 
Yeah, it's too. Oh, yeah, that's that is 100% a top five ballpark. Petco Park is yeah. awesome. The inside is, it like, is, not, is, like, is it outside the city. Like, is it a city view in the no, background? No, it's, it's right. It's right in the city. Wow. Um, I mean, the inside of the ballpark. It's not anything like, like it's not anything like groundbreaking. It's a pretty like, standard park like, itself, but it was very clean. And, like, and like, as you said, it's like, it's right in it's right in the city, and behind center field, they have like a legit like a which like a park, like, a huge open green area, and the walls are like kind of low enough where you can like they can like you can't watch the game. But they, they can like definitely you can sit in that park and like know what's going on in the game because the, mm-hmm. you can see all the big screens and stuff like that from the park. So everyone like out there, we were kind of we were sitting like the the upper tier, um, and we can see out there. People just have like their dogs, they have like little picnics, and they're just chilling in this like park outside of center field, like listening to the game basically. And there's a bunch of like high rise apartments that surround the stadium, and like each one like. 20 people on, the, on like each roof were just like watching the game from like their roof deck. Wow. It was, yeah, it was sick. But like, park was really clean. Um, it's right near the water. So like the sunset was really, like, we, went, we went to a night game. Great sunset. Um, that sounds yeah, definitely like the rough. most ideal location. Yeah. Like in a city on the water in San Diego. Beautiful. Yeah, and again, That's the weather, awesome. again, has literally no issues. So it's like, it's just nice out there. Like you, don't, you can wear a t-shirt the whole game like you don't get like that cold or anything like that and then right but yeah that, I, I mean that has to be i think that was my i think that was my eighth or my eighth or ninth stadium and it's easily it's easily my top two top three and i'd imagine it's it's pretty high up there with every park it's it was awesome yeah, yeah. i mean i get excited every time i see a highlight i mean obviously the podges are exciting to watch but whenever i see a highlight like i guess fan of that stadium i'm like not even watching the game i'm just staring at like the cool like the stadium in the background so i can definitely yeah, understand how it, oh, how yeah, it looks they have the huge like the, the the steel company building in left field that's sick you'd be kind of like you basically kind of enter in that area by that big brick building they have in left field mm-hmm. and it's like that's like a legit like that's like a steel company thing i don't know how it, I don't know how it is but they have like these little roof decks like little um like balcony patios that I believe I believe like their employees can like go out on and like watch the game. It's sick. Like the brick wall is like, is like legit like part of left field. It's sick. Wow. Yeah, it's really cool. Unbelievable. Gotta get out there. For sure. Absolutely. Sauce Pot Boys made some made some trips out west in the past couple months. We're expanding our horizons post COVID. Yeah. I had to go my first time in California. I knew I wanted to be San Diego. So I'm glad I went. So anyone hasn't been there, including myself, we got to send it. Everyone go plan your trips now to Slam Diego. And uh, ask Joey for any recommendations or, frankly, just have people on the street because it seems like that. Literally, this guy nope. literally met some stranger. He goes, oh, yeah, just tell him I sent you. Like, just, he literally oh, told us him coach sent you. The best one I got was this. Some the the waitress told us to go to the this restaurant. She goes, "Yeah, ask for uh, Gustavo or Orlando." <laughs> I go, "I don't think I'm gonna do that." <laughs> <laughs> Which one? Which one should I ask for? <laughs> I don't know, but yo, is Gustavo here? <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Well, um, I have a bit of announcement to make joey coffee that i've told you already and a couple other folks in my life but uh i have officially accepted the position 
um, in Miami, Florida for the F1 Miami Grand Prix. So meatballs will officially be Miami meatballs. Okay, one short fast. Time. Yeah. <laughs> um, so excited for this opportunity. It came about really out of nowhere. Um, and I understood the magnitude of this event and what it's going to be doing in the Miami area. They signed a 10-year contract, F1 did, um, to come back to Miami. Their track is going to be built around Hard Rock Stadium. The Dolphins play, so I'll be working That's out of the sick. office. Be right, be right down the right down the uh, hall, or not in the, on the hall. I'll be right near Ricky. Apparently, my desk will be like a spitball distance away. That's what he said to me from him. So nice. That's sick. our bar twenty two and I. I'll be ripping it up in in South Florida. But um, but yeah, I'll start remote July twelfth as of right now, and I'll get down there at some point in early August and be a Southern Bull. I've been talking about it. Nick and I, my brother and I have been talking about moving down south. I don't know, since I was a kid. Just like, oh, dude, it'd be so cool to live down there. So cool to live down there. And just the fact that's happening is just, I can't believe it. So it still hasn't hit me, honestly. So, but that's my new life announcement. And uh, obviously, it's going to be super tough leaving, leaving the Boken in New York City. I love that place so much. But um, I'm ready for some, some year, year-round heat. That's for sure. Crazy man. Hey, you saved me a lot of money. Now, now I can just buy a flight. I'm gonna buy a hotel in Miami anymore. <laughs> yeah. Just crash with you. <laughs> get your flights. Get your flights and come stay. I was saying as soon as I'm gonna have to create like a calendar link that people can use. Like once once October hits in like the north through like early May, and just hey, here's my link for people that want to come visit. Pick a weekend that's open that hasn't been taken already and fly on down. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely doing so, that. I mean, the winters are just. I'm over it too. Yeah. I mean, obviously there's the, the summer heat you get in Florida, but again, I'm, I'm a hundred percent on the side of the fence. That's like, I'd rather have to sit in a pool all day or sit in air conditioning. If it's too hot out, as opposed to having to put on 17 layers of clothes to go get gas six for yeah. six months of the year. So I'll take the extreme heat for two or three months compared to six months of snow. So, but yes, yeah, so that's where man. I'm at. Crazy, crazy. We out. Miami meatballs. <laughs> we out of the north. Anyway, yeah. enough about us. Well, some exciting things in our lives, but victory lap time. College football. We might, not yet, we might finally see what we've been asking for in 2023. They're talking about a playoff expansion to 12 teams, possibly. Um hmm. Some people, I guess, that don't like this are just calling it a money grab, which Hello, we live in a capitalist success society. Everything's for money. Uh, I want oh, it's the NCAA. It's the NCAA. <laughs> yeah, it's for money. Uh, anyway, I would love to see 12 teams. Division three does it like a tournament style. They do like 32 teams, and it's sick because mm-hmm. at any given Saturday, a team can win. And I know that obviously, like the past, what, almost decade, it seems like it's been like five teams that have been completely dominant. Um, but I'm uh, all three, for like three teams. Yeah, I'm all for more more competitive college football like high stakes college football and everyone's crying about bowl games that are gonna have to go away it's like i don't know i feel like you can still have two bowl games, all these suck games. yeah i think all you, for bowl all games anymore you literally watch all you these watch games the final can four. be bowl games though you know what i mean exactly and also yeah. yeah it's like dude the bowl games the bowl games first of all died when this thing came out it's like okay so if you have this playoff you know that the only way you can actually win a championship is to be in the playoff it's like okay, if you're ranked like if you're like a like a like a like a six through like a ten, okay, you're a really good team. It's like 
do you really care that much about winning like the like the Orange Bowl or like the bowl you're in? It's like like how does that even rival to being in the now? I think now it's like okay, like make those like they're they're gonna make those bowl games part of the playoff, which is better. It's like yeah, okay, now now it means a little more like oh our team won the Alamo Bowl. I don't know. It's like well if that's one of the playoff bowl games, like yeah, cool. But if it's not, no one gives a damn what you won for a bowl game. So. Yeah, know, you I, can think, even make I, it. I think I think I think it's still going to be the same three teams every year, just dominating. <laughs> but it'll be good to I think uh, it gives teams more incentive to at least push for it towards the end. And like I don't know, not that college kids coast, but I think it gives them more. It'll give seniors more like that want to play longer. Like they want to like, like half the seniors now skip. They just skip the bowl games. Yeah, so they're gonna actually play in the bowl games now if they're if they're part of the playoffs. So I, I think, think it better. might. I just thought it was out of nowhere. I think it might actually help disperse some of the talent because if you know I want to go to a school and I want to compete for a national championship every single year, like you have a couple options and that's it. But if you know that you only have to be one of 12 teams to get a crack at this, like maybe you really want to go to the school, but you know it may not be the best like in the near, like right now, but by the time you're a junior or senior, like you guys might be able to make a run at it. Like you can go to that school now. You know what I mean? Like, so I feel like, Right yeah. now, it's okay. If I want to win a championship, I'm going to Bama. I'm going to Clemson. I'm going to Ohio State. Yeah, like, it's always it's always that one-off team, like like, right. like UCF or like Cincinnati last year. But the guys who are like they're like they got like five like five through seven who like are on the brink. Yeah. Now they can have a chance to fight for it. Exactly, and and it's recruiting until noon. Now it's like, hey, look, if we were a top six team here. Like moving forward, we are going to be in a playoff every year. Like, do you want to be a part of this and try and knock off top dogs as opposed yeah. to like Saban coming and saying these guys got no chance? Like, come play with me. You know. <laughs> Kind right. of evens the playing field, but yeah, I think it's cool. I'm all in for it. I love more, more, more competitive football and less six and six teams getting participation trophies and being bowl games and less having to watch those. So. Yeah, the bowl games got bad. Bowl games got better real, real fast. Yeah. But um, golfing world, U.S. Open weekend. We are recording on Saturday morning, so uh, it's out in Torrey Pines and Cali. Um. And uh, we got Richard Bland, as I believe is leading right now. Had never heard of this dude before. And I looked him up. He's like 115th in the world ranking. Um, oh, yeah. Him and um, Henley are tied at five under right now. So, um, dude, I just, I just realized that this is, this is the, the tournament that we're using for our fantasy draft. I didn't even realize. Yes, it is. Who do you have? Oh, yeah. Speaking of that, yeah. I got, Bro- I got Brooksy. Yeah, we, we're in Reno Chloe's fantasy league and we're using – each one of us got to pick a player based on your finish last year in the U S open and whoever finishes, you know, in certain order in the U S open, that's your, that's a draft order. So Joey got Kepka. He's tied for 13th. Ricky and I have Dustin Johnson. Who picked, who picked John Rahm? Who did that? I think Corey might've yeah, Corey cause he was bugging. Oh, when he got loser. Cause he was bugging when he got yanked from the tournament because of COVID. Corey was like, Oh my God, is John Rahm not going to be in. <laughs> Wait, right now, uh, yeah, Johnson took over, tied for thirtieth. Okay, we're not too far back there. But by the time of the year, it'll be all, it'll all be different. Yeah, it'll all be different. But uh, I did, I did want to touch upon uh, Bryson. I don't know if you saw that the they're, they're intervening Brooks. I think after the first round, and Bryson's walking in the background, like down below, like so. Brooks is on this like little mini hill near a green, probably, and Bryson was walking this little on this little grass valley behind him, and he jumps up like a little five year old and like waves his hands in the back of the camera. Um, and it went completely viral on Twitter. And this this little romance that Bryson and Brooks have is impeccable. And I wish they got to play together on Thursday because 
I would have watched every single shot. I think, I think that I think that Brooks actually does like doesn't like him. Oh, he does. It's very it's very rare. I know, oh, Bryson, but, um, I think Bryson's to the point where he's like the like the person that not many people like, but he's gonna try and still do funny things just to like be in the limelight and try and get people to like flip their opinion on him. Oh yeah, I mean it's I don't yeah. know. It, and yeah, I mean that's good for golf to have personality. No offense, golf fans. It's me. It's it's like watching paint dry half the time when when Tiger Woods is not good. So I think it's more fun when people are actually being people and not just being cardboard cutouts. Like, oh yeah, oh, I had a good day in the range today. Oh, I'm not, I felt pretty good today. So, no, like, let's go out there, <laughs> let's talk some shit, bomb some drives, and let's go out there and yes, play. Yes, that's what I'm saying. And all the old heads, as usual, are are pissed. But hey, who cares, man? It's you want you want the sport to be better. Like this is a way to do it. And it's not there's nothing wrong with it. It's a clean way, clean, clean, good old fashioned shit talk. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, so it's so classic too. When like people just call, they call Bryson Brooksy, and he just he just loses it. And it's always amazing. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Oh, going back to the football games real quick. Jimmy Kimmel is going to have a bowl named after him. Jimmy Kimmel, LA Bowl. First real? bowl game ever named after like a, a, a person, a, a singular person. That's, wild. Not, that's not real. Is that real? Yes. You imagine having so much money that you're just bored. You just get a bull named after yourself. What the hell? Yeah, I didn't read too much more into it, but it'll be in LA. Which that is, is insane. That he, like, I mean, Jimmy Kimmel is decent, but I mean, the, I think the first person to get a bowl game is is absurd. <laughs> well, I think you had you had to pay for it. Like, he's the sponsor of it, right? So he has to fork up yeah, the money. I mean, he's not even like he's not even like that rich. He's pretty, I mean, pretty big he's name. Loaded, but, huh? He's not, he's not even that rich, but he's loaded. <laughs> 50 million? I mean, okay, like, for, for a celebrity like that, for, I mean, yeah. I don't know. That's true. That's true. Yeah, again, the, the guy is the guy is rich. And I just, like, compared to, like, his... Yeah, no, that's what you're saying. We're in relative uh, to, like, the... peers. The nine-figure earners. Yeah, you figured he'd be up there more. But That's insane. But, yeah. Hey, good All turn. Right. Big four time. And if you have not gone back to the interview yet on Thursday with Astros AAA pitcher... Or the Sugarland Skeeters, awesome, awesome AAA team name. Uh, Mr. Sean Dubin, we had him on from the Buffalo area. Played at UB before their program folded, and then he moved to um, Georgetown College in Kentucky. It was NAIA school. Unbelievable story how he worked his way up from just being a you know another pitcher in NAIA ball, worked to try to just grind and love the game, and now he's freaking in AAA. He was in single A before COVID, worked his ass off over COVID. Now he's pumping 94 to 97 consistently. If you, I mean, his, I've watched his videos, some of his pitching videos, and his his windup's amazing. He looks like elastic man out there, the way his herky-jerky windup is, and awesome dude. He actually knows Coach Evan Ryan. We didn't we didn't really realize that until we got him on the pod, but um, awesome time. And shout-out to Sean Martin for getting us uh, hooked up with him. That's two on Sean Martin's plate right now. He hooked us up with uh, – yeah, Sean Martin's the sauce pod uh, talent booker. Yeah, maybe we should create a new, uh, create a new job. <laughs> start start expanding our horizons. Talent, talent yeah. acquisition manager. Uh, but yeah, anyway, go back to that if you haven't. But um, big four time. We'll go with the MLB to start today. Got all the drama with the sticky stuff. I don't even know if you really at this point should even touch upon it too much. It's really been dissected to to a to a T. Yeah. Um. But for those of you who haven't seen quickly, like there's obviously been a lifetime of pitchers using different substances to get grip on the ball. Some of them are are accepted, and even hitters accept them. Others, like the spider attack, are 
making pitchers um, uh, rotations permanent, as they call them, RPMs, just go off the charts and it's making their pitches like so nasty that um, no one's hitting the ball this year. <laughs> Everyone's striking out and the averages are down and that's not what you want to make baseball the game exciting. So there's a lot of drama around um, the MLB basically contradicting themselves saying, hey, preseason, we're going to you know, track these different things and nothing's going to change we just want to you know get to collect some data on all the different substances that are being used and then it's to a point now where they felt they could just pull the plug and suspend players for using any substance um so mlb doing their thing again always walking things back they say they but, just love making their job just so much yeah more harder than it has to be it's like just like literally put out a list of approved okay here's the stuff you guys can use Here's the stuff you guys cannot use. If you use the stuff that we say you can't use, you're going to get suspended. Mm-hmm. But it's like if you tell them what they can use, that just, I don't know. It's, just, it's, such, it's such a simple fix. Right. You think, right? You think. But we had. Because um, now they're going to have like the umpires going to have to. Uh, the umpires are going to be the ones like policing the game. Like, what are they saying? They're trying to stop the game. Like, go like pat down Garrett Cole's pants and his hair and like, figure out where he's got stuff on him. Like, it's so stupid. Like, they're, I don't know. And also, half these, half, these, half these umps are all, like, decrepit. They can't even call balls and strikes anyway, correctly. Like, I, I watched the video of Dallas Bray, and I was like, he's like, he's like Angel Fernandez can't call a strike to save his life. He's going to go out there and try and find out if Garrett Cole's got some sticky stuff on his fingers. Like, these guys don't even know what the hell they're doing anyway, so I don't know how they're going to police the games. They would going to go through, like, a training, like, how to, how to like, pat, like, airport security pat down a person to figure out if they got, like, stuff on them. I don't know. It's just so dumb. It's literally just tell the players, here's the approved list of foreign substance you can use to get grip on baseballs. Mm-hmm. Anything off this list, you'll get suspended. That's that's literally how, that's yeah. how you fix it. Yeah. I was listening to the Starting Nine podcast. And if for those of you who really do care about the situation, go to the Starting Nine podcast and click on the episode Sticky Situation. And it's Dallas Brand does just an impeccable job of just breaking down this whole situation, what the substances were like. And then obviously we have some players like like Tyler Glass now had a UCL tear and he blamed it on the fact that he couldn't use a substance. And Carabas was asking, you know, just just transparently like, hey, like can you tell me more about like why pitchers, you know, are, are want like I think that this is a big deal. You know, why are they complaining when it's like windy out and they can't use sticky stuff? Like is that much of a grip change? And like Brain's like, yes, dude, like you don't understand. Like these balls, these balls are like not the best. Like we have to put some sort of shit on them, you know. It's a similar one. A fresh bat comes out of the mill and hitters just dice it up with, you know, pine tar to get a better grip on the bat. You don't ever see a hitter really just using no grip on the bat and just swinging it right out like the way it was. Yeah. And like pitchers need some sort of grip, especially with how hard they throw, how hard they grip it, the certain ways they grip it. If it slips a little bit, that's your whole like tendon in your forearm up to your, all your tendons and shit all up your arm can really, really mess up if a ball slips like that and that's what happened with glass now um i think he used to use a lot of sunscreen with rosin and he couldn't because they banned even the most basic shit now so it's crazy but yeah now the, not, not the second half of the season is gonna be completely half different the first half because there's just new quote rules now so i, I don't know man it's wild absolutely wild but again i don't want to be a dead horse on it. It's been out there for a week or two now. But in uh, some team news, the Diamondbacks breaking a record here. Lost twenty three straight road games. 
excuse me, road games as of Thursday night. There's some bad teams, man. There's a lot of bad yeah. teams. A lot of bad teams. Uh, we had Reds prospect Hunter Green touched 104 on the gun. Is this the new thing now? We're going to start getting 104, 105 consistently. I wonder what we, you think we'll ever see 110. Is that even possible? I don't know. Can the, can the human body even physically? I mean, you, you think, that? right? I mean, dude, but when it, before we, like the 90s, Guys are pumped. Like if you were throwing ninety five, you were blowing smoke. Yes. In the, you were blowing remember, smoke. Remember that Royals team that won it all? They were all throwing like ninety five, and we thought that was like the coolest thing in the world. Yeah, and they were like, the first team to like be doing that. I mean, dude, but like Nolan Ryan back then was like an anomaly. Like he would probably, I think he would almost touch a hundred, but he was the only guy doing it like in the entire right. league. Like back then, like guys like Glavin, like Maddox, like, like even later, like earlier than that, it's like they would they were pumping like eighty eight and ninety four seamers like they didn't need to throw that hard back then so if you if you just think how much the league's progressed in like 10 15 years like legit like plus 10 mile per hour i'm like bro slide the degrom and cole throw like 90 mile per hour like plus sliders that is disgusting yeah like now like guys yeah for like 25 89 yeah. fast cole's <laughs> change up was like 94 the other day or 92 <laughs> same yeah, but the yeah, I mean, he's progressed this fast. This fast. I mean, I guess you have to believe that in the next 20, 30 years, someone's gonna be just blowing 105 on his normal fastball. I wonder at what point, like the human anatomy of your arm just does not will not handle that. Like, yeah, I don't I know. know. We see a lot more tears right now, but like they're the, the the medicine and the surgeries, you can come back from a Tommy John. Like Tommy John, I mean, it's, it's still obviously a big deal, right? But you used to like you used to get that shit, and you were like maybe never the same again in your career. Some people can just get Tommy John, and next year they're back throwing even harder. Or there's guys that have there's guys that have several Tommy Johns. It's insane. It's insane. Yeah, tell I mean, Italian struggling for the Yanks. So was, like, he's had two yeah. of them, and he's still able to come back and throw in major league level. Evoldi, like, Evoldi's had two Tommy Johns. Yes. A bunch of guys have had two Tommy Johns. It's insane. It's crazy. Wild. But yeah. Well, it's like, like football on the ACL. Like if, you, if you were running back yeah. in football and tore your ACL, you, you legit had to stop playing football. Yes. Now you come back almost better. Adrian Peterson came back the next week, and he's still playing. <laughs> yeah. Like, that was legit. Like, you, okay, you, you have to stop playing sports tomorrow if you yeah. tore your ACL. Now they're – all right, you're, you're good in, like, six months. Mm-hmm. Which is great for these athletes that know, hey, I'm not done forever. You know, it obviously sucks, but – uh, Otani announces he's going to the home run derby. I think he's, he's the so first good. of. He's I hope so it's Otani. I hope Guerrero. I hope Acuna. I hope El Nino goes. I hope they all go. He's so based good. On the, based on these that, Dude, if they're gonna one thing, based on to do right this year, make sure all these guys are at the home run derby, and that's it. Yeah, I think baseball actually has a decent decent turnout with the derby. They usually get the top some of the top dogs to do it. Yeah, I agree. It's much better than it's much better than the dunk contest, which no one does. Yeah. At least baseball puts out their names for the most part. Right. Yeah, I think I think All Star Weekend as a whole, baseball is a great job. I think it's a fun. I mean, I always I always thought it was cool when they made it a competitive thing for like who would get World Series home. I don't know why they haven't but... done more skill stuff like the NBA does. Like do like a ground ball challenge or like some do like, do cool do like you could do like, like the diving um, catches. I don't know, do something cool like that. Like around the like you could do like a time around the bags, like home to yeah. home to home. That'd be cool. Or even like yeah. a first bone type thing. Yeah. They should do more skill stuff. I don't know why I don't. 
or have someone race um the freeze. Remember the guy who the, the, oh, the, the freeze, freeze. Yeah. have have like the fast like Billy Hamilton race the freeze. <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving to NHL though, that playoff recap. We are in the final four, the conference finals for the NHL. We got the Tampa Bay Lightning battling it out with the Islanders. Unreal series. I know obviously on Barstool you had the 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 Bruins Islander series was cool because of all the Boston guys mm-hmm. going against Frankie Brelli and all the, the Long Islanders. But now with the Lightning up two to one um, as of Saturday morning on the Islanders. Um, and I want to talk about this Canadians and Vegas game on Friday night. Got back from some dinner and put on the television to watch the end of this game. And Vegas had it in hand. They were doubling up on shots on Montreal up to one. And at the end of the game, Flurry. Marc-Andre Fleury, who's a goalie for Vegas, for those of you who don't know, goes behind the net to get a puck. And I, I swear to God, he tried, like, flinging it through his legs. just like I, wa- the I watched the video. as bad. Yeah. Yes. And he literally whiffs, and the puck just rolls out in front of the net. And one guy from the Canadians literally just walks the puck in the net, and they <laughs> tie it up with, like, literally a minute left in the third period. And then Montreal goes out and wins in overtime. And now they're up 2-1. to one. So if there's if there's ever like a fate thing, like I believe sometimes in, in sports playoffs, there's just like something about some teams that just there's magic. And this is what Montreal is. They're a four seed. They took down um they obviously took down Toronto in the in the in the yeah. first round. Um knocked out Winnipeg in the semis or in the the, the division semis and now up to one in Vegas. So I don't know. Once I it, hockey, yeah, it's been pretty good so far. I mean, it's yeah, yeah. I'm not allowed to bet the NHL because I'm still in the NHL team. But in yeah. left two weeks when I'm done with the NHL work and I'm allowed to bet in the NHL again, I may have to. If Montreal's still around, I feel like I might have to just ride the wave. If I don't know. <laughs> you might have to. <laughs> my my first my first bet that I'm allowed to do back in three years. And that, that's gotta be that's gotta be the ideal cup scenario for the league right they got they got to get one of, they got to get the canadian team in there i feel like i don't think i don't think so because their vegas no. is the, is the powerhouse the best case i think is tampa vegas because they're both just absolute yeah but you don't think for like hot for like hockey sake like, like getting the actual canadian team in there is yeah i guess because there has been a canadian team who's won in a long time but canada's still pretty shut down so there's like no there's like they only had 3500 fans last night so it's not a cool atmosphere oh, to watch on the tv man. especially on the tv side it's all it's all sponsored seats where the seats are wrapped with like sponsors. You can see okay. fans until yeah. they to like the upper levels. So that's got to be killing them. Killing them. The whole, I mean, the whole country of Canada's crushing. Them, I but, know. Um, basketball, quite a bit of news in basketball. So we'll get, we'll get to it. Obviously we have the playoff recap. Uh, we'll start with the Sixers in the East coming close to collapsing they saved themselves on friday night let's go with them why why do they do every game it's every game they blow it (laughs) almost i don't know what to say i don't know you can say it's coaching you could say it's motivation no no clutch gene (laughs) yeah you could say it's just you know holy shit we have this big of a lead that's not this isn't cool enough we gotta make close i don't know but they they went into atlanta on friday and snuck one out so they're still alive game seven coming up tomorrow at 8 p.m it's a big one. I personally knew this was going to be a tight series because I don't think people realize the Hawks were one of the worst teams in the league until they made the coaching change. And then since then, I think there was only one team that had a better record than them since the coaching change. So they're a very, very good team. Now that they've ridden their ship. And they're also without two players, Cam Reddish and Hunter. 
And Hunter's a big piece of that team. Yeah. And I, read I mean, Trey's an absolute bucket. Yeah, Trey's so, just uh, bucket. I really didn't think he'd be good. I thought he was – I thought he was just – I I know it's pretty cliche that the, oh, like, you guys who aren't like that built or big or like, can't be good, but he was – when he, he got drafted, he was frail. Like he was a probably buck fifty if you threw him into a pool like, at the yeah. most. I'm like, there's just no how is this guy gonna play with like grown men? But he is, and he's he's disgusting. Six one one eighty. So he's not like mini me. Well no, he, like no, I, yeah. he, he, he I thought he was at team. least like 15, 20 pounds. He had yeah, probably, I, I, on draft night, the was, picture of my draft night, he looked like a like a legit like a like a 13 year old when he got drafted. <laughs> he did. He looks way smaller than he than it says he is. Yeah. Uh, but then we also have in the East. We got Milwaukee and Brooklyn going to a game seven. Brooklyn obviously banged up. No Kyrie game seven. Harden's been banged up. KD is just an absolute spectacle. Jacking, I mean, what was uh, he's jacking last game, but he had to. <laughs> yeah. What was he shot that? the ball like thirty five times. Two games ago. Yeah. Two games ago, he had about like 40, 17, 10. Oh, that was, yeah, no, he was going. That, that was just that was just 2K. That was, that was KD and 2K. You just bring him across half court, pull up, automatic. Those are the games. I'm not sure if you watched it, but those are the games that you like. You get pissed off to miss because those are like Hall of Famers. You're watching them in real time do like yeah. the highest level thing possible. And like it doesn't happen that often, you know? Like watching someone who doesn't typically get a lot of rebounds or assists on top of the fact that they put up 40 – and literally put the team on their back and win that game. And and, and the home yeah, stadium, the home crowd. I'm, makes I'm a diehard bad. LeBron guy, but when like when KD shot is on, like that thing is wet. There's, you can't even he's, compare he LeBron just, to KD. He's so, he's, he's so LeBron never shoots like KD. KD is just one of the greatest shooters this hit on the history of this planet. Dude, he's like he's so tall. It's like even, even when he shoots threes, he's like shooting. Yes. He's, like putting, he's like putting it in the hoop. Like he's like yes. shooting like down at it. It's insane. And I feel like he's. Ne- I feel like he doesn't even need a rim. I think that his balls never hit the rim. They either, yeah, they either completely just, he's so, he's so rip the net. Yeah. Um, we got Utah choked. We'll say it like it is. Clippers Friday night closed the deal. No Kawhi, no problem. Terrence Mann, for those of you who don't know, from the Florida State University, went for thirty-five. I watched the highlights and like they just didn't play any defense on him at all. He would just sit in the corner or the wing wide open. I was telling Jay before we started. Thirty nine, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah, insane. Balled out, man. I mean, playoff P is as a thing right now. He's balling too. Um, and then <laughs> yeah, Kendrick Perkins was like, everyone knows Paul George and apologies. Like, nah, he was garbage last year. Yeah. You know, Paul George, yeah. shit. He was yeah. he was embarrassing last year for them. Yeah, that shot off at the top of the backboard that he had. No this, is what this is what he was supposed, supposed to be doing. And then we got the Suns just chilling right now. They obviously swept Denver. I don't think that was much of a series anyway without Jamal Murray. Like, Denver's got a good, great team, but tough, yeah. They're tough. banged up. I recommend them for making it this far. They were what, the only one of the four final four teams from the bubble that Actually, made it this far. Yeah. The other four got blown out. And I think Denver's injury bug finally happened. Like, it's a real thing, which we'll get into in a little bit on, on injuries and whatnot. But Sets up for a good conference finals. The Clippers and Suns would be dope if Kawhi was playing. Again, it would be just a really, really good series. But maybe, I don't know, maybe he'll come back from the dead somehow. And then the two game sevens in the East. So, um, it's a good playoff right now for the NBA. It really is. Yeah, it actually has been pretty fun. I've actually yeah. watched more of it than I have in a while. So it's Yeah, there's big good. games. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I think I am pulling for this. I want to see Chris Paul get a ring. I, I, think, I think he deserves yeah. one. 
just by pure, pure of the playing for like 20 years ago. <laughs> He's got to get one yeah. eventually. So hopefully he gets one this Dave's year. Dave's just wonder. 37 yeah. years old. No one's talking about him. And he's still not, not people are talking about obviously, but his, I mean, he's definitely, time. he's, he's, you can, he's in such better shape than he was in Houston. He got a little chubby in Houston. Like he looks like he, how he looked like when he played for like LA like eight yeah. years ago. Like he looks like in great shape. Yeah. And his mid range shot is just, is just it's automatic. automatic. Is there any, so which McCall, who is the coach for, um, for Denver, basically in the, his post game interview, I'm Malone he basically said that he's like, dude, Chris Paul might be the best point guard in the history of basketball, which you can argue that, but I think it's he's up there. That's got to be up there, right? Yes, he's. I, I, I was I was saying it last time. I'm telling you, uh, I'll, I'll never forget. I I was like so dialed into the Olympics in 2013 or tw- sorry 2012 when they had like they're comparing like LeBron, KD, Kobe, all them to like the dream team. And like back then, even back then, they were saying like, like obviously Chris Paul like will lose out on like a size matchup versus Magic Johnson, but it's like Chris Paul is like legit one of the best point guards ever touched basketball. Yeah, like like easily. Like I, I don't I don't think he's as good as like as Magic or like maybe Isaiah, or like if you if you consider AI a point guard, but it's like he's like he's in that top stratosphere of like Hall of Fame all time point point guard. Right, right. Yeah, and obviously he has COVID right now, or he's in the COVID protocol. So we'll see how that affects their game one or game two status. I'm not sure. I haven't read enough and yet what his status will be for game one or game two, but that'd be a, obviously a massive loss if he can't play. Um, I don't know if you want to touch upon the LeBron sounding off about the about the injuries, which I think everyone can jump on that boat of how crappy it's been. Oh, thank you. Hold on. Yeah, Rachel, yeah. Here some, Rachel here with some coffee. Shout out, Arscrum. Um, I don't know, man. I think he's definitely right, but um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it would be it would be tough for like the league to push back the season like that because they already had lost so much money from COVID. Yeah, what? Yeah, they I've had to, they had to start it on time, and also like uh, to go against his point, you also just can't cater to like the playoff teams last because like, the teams who didn't make the bubble last year were they how they were off for how they were off for. A long time, right? The teams who didn't make the bubble were off since March because yeah, it, that was yeah. COVID. So those teams had plenty of time rest, right? So the, the, the bubble saying, teams obviously didn't. Yeah, he is correct. I, I mean, it, it's it is definitely why you you see yes. the teams like like Denver dropping like flies, like the Lakers were dropping like flies, like all the teams that were playing deep. Like Miami and Boston all banged crushed, up. Yeah, 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 wiped. That's that's he's he's definitely correct. But again, you can't just cater the league to the top like six teams who got hurt because they played longer last year. So, yeah, my, my only lose, gripe was lose, lose. My gripe with the league was more so like you could have probably like probably pushed the season back another month, like the NHL did. They only played fifty something games. The NBA yeah. really lets you get to seventy. Like, I I, I understand it. I, I I can see it from both sides. Like, NBA got crushed. Got to make your money, but also got to protect the product. They are the reason you're making your money. You yeah, know? and if you want your best product out there, which is still LeBron James's aura, or just you know, even those other teams that made the Final Four last year, like if you want them back at that high level, they also have to get you know their right break. Um, yeah, he also mentioned how because this is the most it's the most All Stars to ever like be in the playoffs who have been hurt. I think there's somebody that like there's like, and like, not, like eight or nine All Stars right now are currently have either like been out in the playoff or are out in the playoff this year. Um, right. But I think that is that is just like a purely 
a coincidence. I don't think that a star player gets hurt more than a role player. I don't know. I think that's just coincidence that more guys of, of stature got hurt. But he used that for like his argument, which I don't know how valid that is. Yeah. I mean, I from the human body standpoint, absolutely you need more you need more of a break. Especially if someone like yeah. someone like him who's played in what 15, 16 straight deep playoff runs, like that's unbelievable. He he naturally never has an offseason. Oh, yeah. But hey, I mean those hey, those played, dudes played through June for 10 years in a row. Yeah. <laughs> but those dudes who played in the final four last year or championship, they only had 70 days from that last tip to the next season's tip, which yeah. is crazy to think about, you know. So I, I do understand from that point. The one, the one thing I will say about LeBron is like when he, there's times he like makes a lot of things about himself and like he's like they didn't listen to me. It's like he made that very clear in his post. It's like, dude, you're not the only one. I, I understand like you're the biggest advocate, you're the biggest voice in the league, and like people should listen. But like everyone was thinking the same shit. Like obviously yeah. you guys need to have a break. Like this isn't about you because you lost. Like there's four other teams who went just as deep as you and they're in the same, they're in a worse boat than you. You know, I mean, Denver made it, but they lost Jamal Murray to an ACL and the Celtics and Heat, forget about it. They didn't even have a chance this year. So I just thought I was like, oh my God, like. Yeah, I'll be a LeBron well, guy until us. I die. I love LeBron with all my heart. I really do. He made it. He, I, this, I, was the, this was the hardest year he made it to root for him. He made it hard to like him this year. Yeah. I I respect his his prowess. He is an amazing human, like just as a ball player. I think he's extremely clean in his life. Like never heard a damn bad thing about LeBron, no, which I you know I appreciate. Like they, these dudes, and I'm not making excuse for any athletes who like fuck up in just life. You know what I mean? But like the stature of you have been since age 16, or just all these athletes in general who are at their at under the public eye all the time. It's for any of them that just stay like the course of life and mentally don't you know, go off track or do stupid shit. Like I, I commend people for that. Um, I just think LeBron at times gets like super whiny. Maybe that's the, the media doing shit. You know, I, I try my best not to fall into the media. When he posted that, like essay Instagram post after their plan game, win, <laughs> it's like, dude, you're so much better than this, man. Like you don't yeah. need to do this shit. You got that, was, that was hilarious. That, I mean, anybody player in the history of the like, that was, that was the all time. That was the all timers average. Like, that was the, probably the first time LeBron was actually like, like a normal person. Like when a when a rule that like you helped make last year was like in your benefit, and it comes back to bite you in the ass. Like, oh, like fuck this rule. This rule is bullshit. Like that is that is the ultimate like average yeah. guy cop out. Like no no no, we're not doing this anymore. It's not how it works anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's enough. At the end of the day, like it's what it is. But um, I'll talk about it. Uh, quickly run through. Actually, not, I'm gonna be quickly run through. But this is a big deal. Kemba Walker trade to Oklahoma City for a first yeah. rounder. Al Horford, Moses Brown, and a 2023 second rounder. Obviously, a big trade for Oklahoma City. Also, even crazier, they have five of the first 30 picks in the 2021 draft, <laughs> and may get the Rockets pick if it drops to number five. So they could have Damn, a fifth bro. and sixth pick. And then, um, I mean, what do you what do you do with these? Do you, do you take the you know your top three of them and then trade the rest like you can get some bona fide studs for well they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna trade Kemba you think that's so? I think they are they said um because they made the they made the same trade with like Chris Paul with Melo and with uh someone else not someone else I don't know like when when Melo was bouncing around before he got to Portland remember he went to like 
he played he like played like, quote unquote played yeah. for like Atlanta. KC. Atlanta oh, yeah. like, okay. KC, but he didn't like play and play for them. But they like I think OKC was saying they're gonna they're gonna do what they did with like Chris Paul, but even though right. he played there for a year, but they're they're gonna they're gonna respect what Kemba kind of wants to do. I think I think OKC only cares about money and draft picks. They're like anybody who wants Kemba, and if Kemba wants to go there, I think they're gonna trade him like pretty quick, I think. Right. Just to get more, get more of a return. Um, and then Boston, did, Boston cleared like almost 80 million in cap by doing that. So that was just literally, they don't, they don't they even want Horford. Uh, they wanted money to sign somebody else. No, yeah. Maybe, he, maybe Horford, can go, Horford can retire at Celtic, you know, go back yeah, to retire. Yeah, that was, that was, that was just to get $80 million to hopefully get someone to help Tatum. Yeah. Which I think, I think they're in a fine spot still. Like, I mean, they're not a bad team. And I can no, maybe just work out know, as well, but Boston's in a weird spot. Weird spot. Yeah. They're really good, but they're not good enough. Yeah, but that's crazy, dude. To have all those draft picks, that's sal- I'd be salivating. Right wild. Say so I'd be salivating as a GM, but also like I better I better hit on this because if not, like I look like a complete idiot, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think I've ever, ever seen a team do it like this before. Like they're gonna have like, dude, they're gonna have like like eight or nine guys in their roster that are like twenty two and under. <laughs> like they're, gonna, they're doing it the non. Kids. <laughs> Yeah, they're doing it the non-tank way. Like you could do the Sixers' old process days, or you could do this way, which is still be somewhat competitive. Get a million draft picks through trades, have like yeah. a college all-star team, and then hopefully they all they all pan out. I don't know. It's crazy. It's not the non-tank. The non-tank thing. But yeah, uh, I don't NBA, know. So keeping the NBA realm, a couple more things to touch upon. NBA is exploring the, the jump shot rules, obviously. A lot of the players are famous for the pump fakes, and then they got the guys that fall into them and they jump into oh God, them and they so get to stupid. the hand one or or the you know the, the rip through follow, and they all of a sudden you know rip through and then yeah. shoot. So I think they need do need to modify it a little bit. I'm all for the one where if they do get a defender in the air and then they jump into I'm cool with that one because you bait a defender into that shot fake, but the ones where like dudes are like ripping through and like you're not you're clearly not making taking a shot. And yeah. they call it. You're going. That, I'm. That was gotta go. But I do like the continuations if it's the legit. Hey, he's going for this shot, you know, or a, or a pump fake and leaning into him. Cool with those two. But the other ones definitely gonna, gotta show a little bit. In my opinion, absolutely. Uh, Coach Calipari, rumors possibly back in the NBA. I guess he does this once in a while. Tickles, tickles everyone's fancy about being in the NBA. But I don't know. We'll see. I don't know him. why he'd want to. Yeah. Just so I mean, much more stress, had... and like he's, he's literally the king down there. Like he college, is. dude, college. You're a prominent college coach of basketball or football. It's like you are. Like, you're just you're set for life. Yeah. If you're good at one of those big power schools, like 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 Nick Saban, is literally just gonna, he's just gonna be a king in Alabama until he dies. So just an absolute like a le- like a legit. He is the king. He's the king yeah. of Alabama. He can do whatever the hell he wants there until he dies. Why would he go? Like, why would he want to go to the NFL? He's literally a king. Yeah, he is. And Cal Perry, oh, I mean, yeah. he's been there, been there forever. I don't know. I doubt he leaves. I doubt really it. Weird. They're really weird. But hey, I'll, yeah, I know he's 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 been in the NBA before. But if like once you find your gig, like okay, I've been here forever. I've won natties. I get the recruits still. It's like why would I leave? Maybe he's looking for some greener grass. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We got Lamelo winning Rookie of the Year. Anthony Edwards is a little salty about that. But hey, nah, Lamelo had a great was year. Well, Anthony Edwards is great too, so we'll see. But all NBA teams announced. Well, I'll just go through the first team real quick: Curry, Doncic, Giannis, Kawhi, Jokic. Um, great first team, all NBA, 
all defensive first team, Simmons, Holiday, your boy Draymond, Giannis, and Rudy Gobert. Um, I just I tripped you just for the fun of the other day in that group chat because I know how much you hate Draymond Green, but he's, he's still a playing the media, media whore. That was a media vote. <laughs> yeah. What the hell this year? Speaking of the media vote, did you see that Mitchell and Tatum lost out on $33 million because they were not voted to an all-NBA team? That's so stupid. And that's media. So, like, but obviously now the new controversy is, like, should the media have the power to do this when there's people's, like, literal financial I didn't, I didn't know prowess that. on the line, right? That's, that's so crazy. Stupid. I don't know who, who should vote. Like, I don't know. Is it, should it be, like, a coach's vote? I don't even know. A GM's vote? I don't even know, but that's crazy. Um, some, some coach firings or parting of ways, if you want to call it that. The Pelicans and Van Gundy, Scott Brooks out in Washington, and Carlisle most recently out in Dallas. Mm-hmm. So we'll see who fills in the spots. Got some open J-O-Bs, maybe some more coming. And then um, final bit of news, Zion. A couple of the family members want him out of Nolens. So don't know how true that is, but it was. They stink. <laughs> yeah. Guy get Zion on TV. Like playoff TV, man. Yeah. Obviously they, there was, obviously they, they forced the, the Pelicans into the bubble playoff just to oh, get Zion. That was, that was Zion hilarious. But I mean, we gotta get this guy on, on some some playoff stage. He's still young, obviously, plenty of time, but soon. Yeah, absolutely. NFL football. NFL football. We are getting closer to football season, Joey. OTAs going on, mini camps in about a month and change. We'll be back at training camp. And then, I mean, I'm I'm excited just because, like, well, I'll be working for F1, but it's in a Dolphins office, and it's still under the Dolphins conglomerate. So I'll be, like, in the NFL office, which is so cool to think about, and, like, just being around NFL football. Yeah. And the Dolphins, and they're obviously the division as a whole is great. The Dolphins are getting better. But I'm just excited to, to see full stadiums again, man. Wild NFL fans. And just Sundays being Sundays again. That's yeah, it's gonna be a great year for NFL. Big yeah. back, big back. Um, Bill, the Buffalo Bills possible new stadium being constructed in a few years. Saw that and the Bears in news. What was that? And the Bears. And the Bears. The Bears, the Bears bought, they just bought like a big plot of land somewhere in Chicago. Where? In the city, uh, or I was like, oh, well, it's good. I think, I think it's, it's outside the city, but they bought. They, 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 it was like two years ago, but they bought. They bought a huge plot of land. The house that Fields built. Yeah. You mean, um, you mean the Red Rocket QB1? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That name Dalton started already. I forgot. Fields isn't playing. Um, and the last thing, too, is uh, it's just the bear. Yeah. Go ahead. Go yeah. ahead, Bears. Yeah, Bears. Yeah, Bears. Uh, the last bit of news NFL is obviously the, the COVID protocols um, came out, and you're basically completely alienated if you don't have the vaccine in, in the NFL, which I think at this point, personally, in my opinion, is a bit crazy, especially with. The demographic of this, of this um, illness, not really attacking us young folk and you know, healthy folk, especially, and like the fact that there's going to be full saves in 100% capacity, but these players can't even live their normal lives. I just, I still understand it. You had um, Joe Mixon sounding off about it, and he already spoke to the PA. And apparently, this is a preseason, like through preseason rule. So hopefully, it does change throughout the the rest of the season again this is my opinion you guys can come my throat for those listening but i just don't think it's right to be completely alienating a population of people who are choosing to live their life a certain way and 
it's crazy to me. It really is. Like they're literally are they're like it seems like the protocols are even crazier this year for NFL if you don't get vaccinated as opposed to it was in the middle of the pandemic last year. From yeah. what I read. It's black and white, completely opposite of how you can live your life, which is just I don't know. Yeah, I mean I don't know. Everyone everyone has their right to do what they want. Um but I think I don't know. One thing I saw is so like I don't, I don't, I don't care if people have the vax or not, but like Cole, Cole Beasley was, was acting a complete fool on Twitter. Um, he was being an absolute, just complete shithead, like comparing COVID to the flu, like just stuff that that's already been debunked. That's that just, that you could not compare those two things. Um, but like Cole Beasley was sounding off and he was saying just some really, really weird things for a guy who you, you would assume is relatively educated. Um, he was acting like a complete shithead on Twitter. I, I didn't see it. Um, like he was, he, like he was getting into it with fans and stuff like that. They're like, people are, I don't know. It, it, I mean, it goes both ways, but he was, I think he was, he was like, oh, like the flu kills more. Like he was saying stuff that like when like COVID was first a thing that everyone was kind of saying, which was, and it was like swiftly debunked that you like, those are, you cannot compare <laughs> those illnesses. Um, and he was still making that point. I don't know. I think, I think he was being pretty, pretty foolish and selfish. Um, so it sounded like he was just kind of not getting it just for the sake of like not getting it. Like he didn't have a good reason. Yeah. But again, everyone has the right to choose, but again, I think if you're going to be a shithead about it, you're going to get, you're going to get heat. Yeah. I think there's a way to, I think the players are just mostly pissed off because they, they felt like they didn't have like a, a sit down with the PA and be like, Hey, here's our reasons why for those that aren't and those that are. And like, can we meet somewhere in the middle? Not just like a, Hey, cause like we're normal citizens too. Right. Like we, we can choose and live. I can, like, I'm not vaccinated. You are, I can live my life. Like I want it. You can live yours. Like you want it. I'm not getting like jail cell because of it, you know? Like, so why do these employees we'll call them of the NFL that are players have to like yeah. live a completely different jail cell life. If you're, you know, it's just, it's just weird to me to think about like that. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, again, you're right. It's everyone's freedom and there's no qualms either way. Um, but it's just crazy. Hopefully they figure it out because it's just going to be weird. It's just going to divide a locker room too. You know what I mean? Like if it's really that, if it's really that much of a concern, then there should be no football. You know, if there has to be that much of division in a locker room. Uh, after, I don't think it's going to be, I think, I mean, or not, I don't know. They're going to the be numbers, playing against each other. I think you know the numbers I mean? are actually pretty good in the NFL in terms of vaccination. So I don't think it's, I don't know. Like you're saying like, you're saying like people like it's going to divide like teams or like, I mean, yeah, if the dudes who aren't vaccinated can't even be with their teammates, essentially, they have to be like socially oh, okay, distanced. Okay, yeah, 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 then yeah, you yeah. go on Sunday and you're playing each other, like breathing on the other players. It's just, there's, there's no, there's no like fucking logical thought behind some of these rules, which just fires me up about it. And I'm not going to get into all this because I can go down a rabbit hole of just how much contradiction and <laughs> just no sense it makes. And we talk about this during COVID when we're like, hey, these dudes are like being socially distanced in the locker room during the COVID season and they're going to play each other for 60 no, minutes know. you know yeah, yeah. it's like i just that's what i understand like some of it to me is a it's a bit of a grab um unfortunately and i think there should be more just legitimate science and critical thought as opposed to let's make it look better i don't know so that's where i'm at with it but i just want to go back big time yeah we'll see i don't know i think it all work out eventually it will it always does, right? I think that's the biggest thing. Yep. Things always always work out. We adjust. We've made it, right? It worked out. 
we're still here a year later 57 episodes later crazy go go like subscribe share let us know your thoughts got some more interviews coming up we'll break the news for next week's interview thursday coming up national champion from St. John Fisher College track and field, Kyle Rollins, national champion, two-time national champion. That's a big freaking deal. We're going to have him on next week on Thursday. So tune in. Local legend. Shout out Fisher. And then we'll keep rolling. Anything else, Joey Bird? That's it, man. All right, brother. Everyone go enjoy your weekends. Enjoy nice weather. Get some tan. Get some drinks flowing. And as always, take it easy, man. You are listening to the Sunday Sauce Podcast.